Welcome to the REI Foundation Podcast, where we cover all the steps and strategies to make your real estate dreams a reality. Now your hosts, Jason and Peely. Hi, everybody, and welcome again to the REI Foundation Podcast with Jason and Peely. Today, we welcome Adam Adams. Welcome, Adam. Hey, thank you guys so much for having me. Awesome. Thank you so much for being here. And a little bit uh, about Adam. Adam's uh, c- parent company is Blue Spruce, and it has a number of companies involved, and uh, it's amazing. just amazing what you're doing here. Uh, we actually have a technology-based brokerage company, uh, a hard money lending, lending company, a, of course, the Creative Real Estate Podcast, which stems from uh, Blue Spruce Creative Real Estate Solutions, which helps homeowners out of foreclosure. And he also has Blue Spruce Apartment uh, Holdings, which tackles all kinds of apartment uh, acquisitions. So welcome to the show, Adam. Really appreciate you being on with us. And uh, give us a little bit about how you got started in real estate. You know, honestly, I got started in real estate because of my father. So he owns storage units. Uh, he's always had rentals and we did a lot of, um, uh, I guess you did like a fix and flip, but, but you live there. So kind of like a house hack. So we, we would move into a, a, a place and then we'd put up walls, uh, redo some electricity and then, uh, and then move out and rent that out. So it was, it was kind of normal. I always thought that everybody did that. So, and my dad made me read a book called Rich Dad, Poor Dad, which hopefully everybody's heard of. And if you, if they haven't, they should probably pick it up. It changes your life, or at least it did for me. So in 2005, my, my start in real estate was uh, a tax deed. So I bought it for a hundred dollars with my dad, with his money. And uh, we sold it for $12,000 and I got to keep all the proceeds. Uh, so that was, that was a lot of fun. He does. He does tax deeds, but he usually just holds on to them. So I can't, I wouldn't know how many properties he has right now because he, he picks up a couple of each year, it seems like. But um, that was really my start into real estate is through my dad. Awesome. Awesome wow. father. Well, yeah, it's a great start. It's always nice. And you've taken it and now transitioned into your own format. So give us something that he sounds like an amazing mentor. Has he, has he still been helping you through the process or are you still leaning back and I'm talking about ideas, talking about directions you go or we all work <laughs> in family businesses. So we know how it can be on both sides. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm very much a, a teenager at heart. Uh, I think that I do everything right. And my dad doesn't, even though he's very, very successful at whenever he gives me uh, real estate advice, I, I go the opposite direction. Um, so my, who I think is kind of like my mentor uh, who, who kept me, going and even though i don't talk to him on a regular basis anymore um it's it's the ideas that he taught me that really have gotten me going so after reading that book rich dad poor dad i decided that you know i'm gonna start my own businesses i'm going to um own some apartment buildings and so i got my start by um calling as many uh apartment building owners as possible and saying I want to be your property manager. I want to live on the on the property. I want free rent, and I want to manage your your place you know, for at least a year. And um, and this guy named Reed Quinn said that that would be fine um, out in Orem, Utah, between BYU and, and uh, Utah Valley University, two of the biggest universities out there. Um, I started managing his 18 plex, his fourplex, and his and one of his condos. And we repositioned his 18 plex in that one year. 
I think that he bought it for around two million, and he ended up selling it for more than four million. So his net profit in his pocket was well over a million dollars. Um, and he taught me everything. Like I was, I would go into his house and sit down with him and uh, and learn all of these little intricate details of his mind. He's one of the smartest people I've ever met. Uh, he just bought a giant, giant apartment complex two years ago, all for cash. And it was, it, it was in Salt Lake City, Utah. So I can't imagine. It must have been like $150 million all in cash. He doesn't have a loan on it because he doesn't believe in that kind of stuff. But uh, he's an incredible person. And, um, and whenever I try to make a real estate uh, choice, I think of, of Reed and like, what would he be doing? Um, and, and that helps me a lot, honestly. That's wow. Great. That's fantastic action taking. I mean, for all of our listeners out there, take this from just what he said. All you did was call people and take that action to call people who was, who were already doing it. You found a mentor and somebody who gave you the tools to do exactly what you wanted to do. So kudos to that. That's a great start. Wow. And give us a golden nugget from him that, that you still take today. You know what? Everybody talks about lowering expenses, how it can, how it can increase a property's value. But I mean, an apartment buildings, this is, we're talking right now in apartment buildings. Um, you know, and I never, I, it's so hard to see that. But whenever I think about like Reed Quinn, he was like, you got to cut this, you got to cut this. And I was like, how am I going to do this? And I was like, okay, so I cut all these costs for him. And, uh, and, and of course, raise some rents. But um, that was, that's the golden nugget. Like, there is a lot of people think that how you reposition a property, a, a apartment building or whatever, a, something commercial, is, is that you just raise rents. But cutting costs can be just as effective and, and very, very easy. And, and it goes on for years. <laughs> so I don't want to get too, I, I, I don't, I don't know how long your podcast is, but uh, anyway, <laughs> we love it. We love multifamily. <laughs> we love everything you're doing with it. And uh, we agree wholeheartedly. So yeah, thank you. It, it, it just, it, it takes note though, that you, you just got out there and took action. It, it just, there's so many people that just stand on the sidelines, just waiting for something to come at them and, and just taking that <laughs> point where, you, you were asking, and another point to take it is that you weren't asking for anything except to go out there and help someone. And with that, you got all yeah. the point come back. And, and that, that stands out because people are, are always, I'm, I need a mentor to help me through this or help that. But if you go out there and help somebody else get to, I mean, tackle what they're doing, you're going to learn a ton. You're going to have new opportunities open up for you. And you may even just find a mentor. So yeah, that's the goal, right? Yeah. So what was, what was your mindset? What, what was it that allowed you, Ada, mentally to, to do that? Because a lot of people can't get over their mindset. So what was your mindset to yeah. get into that action taking? Uh, to be honest, that's always kind of been a part of me. And it might have been, you know, mother instilling in my heart and my brain that, Adam, you can do whatever, like, you want, you know whatever you, what, whatever is in your heart, you can focus on it and get it done. I don't know if like, I've always, always been there or is because my mom told me that, but I do believe it. And, and I mean, I believe it wholeheartedly. I believe that any human being out there, anyone listening to this podcast, like if you want to buy 10,000 units in the next 10 years, 
of apartment buildings, there's no problem with that. You just have, I think you just take it, take whatever your goal is, and then start to start to like think of, uh, think of all of the details of what that looks like to have 10,000 units and then just work backwards. How, who do I need to meet? You know, what do I need to know? What do I need to wear? You know, all this random stuff, like what groups do I need to join? Um, what, I mean, where will I be? What will I look like? What will I have? And then just make all of those details happen. And I really believe like whatever your goal is, like that it is way easier than you think. You just have to be conscious about it. So that's amazing. And that's a great lead into your businesses today, right? You have the hard money business, you have the apartment business, you have the home solutions business, you have the uh, podcast. How have you basically set your goal and now built it back to be able to juggle all those hats productively? <laughs> okay. So the biggest, the biggest part is a team. Uh, Cause it would be terrible if I was trying to do this by myself. I could, I could maybe do a, a 10th of it. Um, but okay. So with your hard money lending company, it was way easier than it sounds, right? So we have millions and millions and millions and maybe even hundreds of millions right now that we can lend to people if they're doing a, a, a fix and flip. And we can do it in a lot of states. And like, that's not in my bank account, you know? Uh, so we just, I had to think and adapt and, and offer solutions to um, bigger companies that have hundreds of millions of liquid capital and just say like, you know, how can I help you guys put this money to use? Um, so, and then I had to negotiate, well, let's do it a line of credit and I only pay you interest when I borrow. And so, um, you know, they guaranteed that they'd always have hundreds of millions. And I guaranteed that I would, you know, do my best to uh, look at the deal and underwrite the deal, walk it myself, um, give them, you know, all the details that they need. So if they ever put, you know, 500 grand into a house here in Denver to be fixed and flipped, that their money will be safe and protected, that the other person have skin in the game. So it was just kind of like, what do I want? How much money do I want to have? Who do I need to talk to? And how can I offer a solution so that like, so that I can be, it could be a win-win. So it's like that with every company, right? Like, I don't even have a real estate license, but ever since I uh, got into real estate, I knew I was going to own a brokerage. I, I had a feeling I was going to own a brokerage. It was going to be big. It would be national. And I wondered like, if I don't want to do the work of getting a real estate license, how could I ever become a managing broker? How could I ever do that? And so it, we reverse engineered it and said, how, who can we offer an opportunity to that's willing to be ahead of a giant, you know, real estate brokerage. And right now today, we only have like two reps, right? And well, and they own, they work, they're, they own the part of the company, but at the same time, I know, I guarantee if somebody's listening to this in 15 years, in 2030 or whatever, like Blue Spruce will be around the entire nation, right? But awesome. I, I mean, we're reverse engineering that by by saying, what do I not have? Who do I need to talk to? And how can I offer them something that, that it gives them enough of an incentive to say, yeah, let's, let's do this together. So 
I mean, we could go on, but yeah, no, I, <laughs> I, I love, I love you talking about the, uh, your brokerage because I am also a realtor. So just you looking into the future and seeing that Bruce, loose Bruce is going to be nationwide. It's going to be international. That's amazing to me. That's like, that's, that's such awesome goal setting. Yeah. If you have your mind made up, it's already done, right? <laughs> it is right. Yeah. yeah. If you, and so let's take this one step further. You have these businesses did you start them all at the same time or start with one? And, and if you started with one, at what point do you decide that you're ready to start the next? All right. Do what I say, not what I do. Fair. <laughs> I started them all about the same time. Okay. And, uh, and we've been growing pretty good. Um, I've had to pull a lot of resources out of Blue Spruce Creative Home Solutions. Um, so we are running a podcast and we, we do have a few, um, different meetup groups that meet weekly. Uh, so those things are going and we just sold our last three fix and flips this last uh, two months. And so we have some money in the bank finally, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but um, that company doesn't do a whole lot. Like we don't have a lot of resources to it, but we are keeping the word out by having a podcast that teaches creative real estate solutions and by having meetup groups that are free that mostly right now are in Denver. One might be starting in Ohio pretty soon, Northeast Ohio. But, um, but that's kind of what's going on in that company. But, um, but we've put all of our resources to the holdings company to buy apartment buildings because um, we, we tried to do it with one person. Then we were like, okay, two people. All right, three people. And I, you guys do this too. And, and for anybody do it with we just picked up our, our ninth full-time person and like i still feel like everyone in the office is too busy so um i would not say start them all at the same time uh, i would rather yeah <laughs> i'd rather do anything else start them want start one get it going make it make it successful and then start the next one but yeah, I'm just kind of massaging all of the companies as well as I can to keep them growing and keep our, our name out in front of people. Um, and I know that they'll all be like jump, be changing in like five years, but yeah, I don't, I don't sleep very much. So yeah, we <laughs> I wouldn't well, recommend it. Anyway, you know, that. Yeah, yeah. You're an entrepreneur. entrepreneurs don't sleep. <laughs> Yeah. So we, we don't, we actually don't focus on hiring much, but let, let's touch on it real quick base. Cause you built your team so quickly. How are you, how are you finding people that, that are, are right for your team so quickly and putting them to work and, and okay. I, maybe it's so it's, it's a little harder point, but are, are you bringing them in on commission base if you go on sales or just a quick touch on this? Just almost, almost everybody's on commission. Got it. So that's the first thing. Um, and the second thing is I don't reach out to people. Um, because of the meetup groups, and I'm sure you guys could experience the exact same thing by having a podcast, you probably have a lot of people that reach out to you and say, what can I do? How can I be part of your team? I'll do it for free. I'll do it for this. You know, what can I, how can I add value? But when you're kind of out there and doing things and people see that, um, I think that they'll generally come to you. And so I've never like said I'm hiring for this or anything yet. It, it's just like those people that are the squeaky wheels that are like seriously at them. Like I want to work with you. 
and I'll just, I'll say, I'll try to like come up with a, a plan of like, all right, what are you good at? Like, what could you take off of our admins plate? What could you take off of my plate? Um, and so the way that I've been doing it is just to try to ask somebody who already wants to work with me, like what, give me like your whole bio and, and let me just try to put you into a position that would fit your, your strengths um, that the rest of us can't, don't have to worry about. But almost everybody is, 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 will be like partnering on the next deal, you know, like everybody's working. And then when we close on the next apartment complex, everybody will get like 15% of the, of our, what our company would have or something like that. So awesome. That's incredible. Nice. Yeah. Great. Thank you. Great. Yeah. So what is a problem or, or well, it's not called a problem. What, what, what's, a, what's a challenge you're working on right now that, that you're, you're either past or you're a learning point or something you're, you're, you're dealing with in your business that you're trying to make better. One way you're failing big. Yeah. We fail big every day. Nice. Uh, we've been failing big at, since the beginning. Um, I know I'll fail again tomorrow and it'll be big. Uh, but I, I guess the way I get through all challenges is just like, is just keeping the vision alive it is always seeing where we will be. And, and just, you go through it or around it, under it, over it. Um, or you just turn around and, and find it and just say, it, it's not worth it. We'll, 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 you know, go on the path of least resistance. Um, right now, I mean, we had a syndication that uh, we we thought every every dime was raised and then a couple people like went from 60,000 to 50,000 or somebody pulled out and said hey you know I I want to be in your next deal uh, and so you know we've we have it where it's fully funded now but um, but like we raised it to a hundred and one percent like barely over what we needed and and then like we had to raise another 50 grand, you know? So that was, that was interesting. And how we're, how we solved that is just by making a couple more phone calls and it's a 506 B, which basically means we can't advertise it. We can't bring in anybody, but somebody we already have a good relationship with. And I was getting worried because I was like, you know what? Like, who do we know that has money? Like I thought we talked to them all. So yeah. <laughs> we've been there. Yeah. Yeah. So that's great. But yeah, it's, it's, it's a common story that you overraise because you, you will be mm -hmm. surprised on all these life events that happen for people that they, they just can't get to the finish line, but they will be in the next one. But yeah, that's great advice. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So what is your big why? My, my biggest why is a legacy. Um, some people, I mean, I, I have kids and I want them to be happy and healthy and have everything that they need all their life, whether I'm dead or alive. Um, but what really keeps me going is, is changing the way people think about real estate, what's possible in real estate. So having a legacy that will um, stay with me, stay my I want Adam Adams to be this thing where like oh that guy he's he was a really good guy you know he did all these things in the city and he changed this and you know I'm, nobody would have gotten into apartment syndications if if they didn't go to his meetup group or something random like that right. so 
that's my my main focus every day your big focus is just to give back yeah that's awesome I, and I, I would ask where you're going to be in five years, but you, you, that will probably be company 73. So let's just start. What's in the pipeline right now? So, uh, so we have um, 142 units in, uh, I think it's called Paducah, Kentucky, the west, 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 west part of Kentucky that we're looking at. We have uh, 209 in Houston. We have... Um, uh, 56 in oh it's just outside of corpus christi in sinton um and we have one other that came in today those are what we're looking at those meet our holy trinity of eight eight percent uh cap rates and 12 percent cash on cash and 1.6 debt ratio um so those all meet what we're looking for um and so we just need to close on them. <laughs> we, just, we just need to um, raise money and, uh, you know, not do any more of these small family, the B. I'm sign languaging you guys. I don't know if you know sign language. <laughs> Sorry. Well, uh, anyways, we're, we just need to do the Bs and, uh, or do the Cs instead where we can kind of reach out to more people and um, hopefully offer them, a, you know, a return that makes sense. Awesome. You mentioned the holy trinity of uh, what you look for. Could you expand on that just a little bit so our listeners can know? Yeah, yeah. The best way to remember the holy trinity is uh, 8, 8, 12, 16, because it just goes by force. Uh, so an 8 cap, which basically means that your net operating income um, is, I don't I don't know how detailed do we need to go. So all of your expenses, all of your income, except for your mortgage and your depreciation, uh, what's left over should be 8% every year of what, you, what your purchase price was. So it has to meet that, which is hard right now, uh, but we find a few of them. And then the 12% cash on cash basically means like once you've done that and then you, and then you include whatever your, if you have no mortgage on it, then you, then and it's an eight cap, then you're having an 8% cash on cash. So that's easy. But if you can get a mortgage on it, you can raise your cash on cash to, you know, 10, 12 or 15 or even 20%. So by utilizing perhaps like a, a HUD loan that you only have to put down 15% down and the interest rates really, really low, you, your, your cash on cash might be even higher. But uh, we go for a minimum of 12% so we can give our investors something that's healthy. Um, and then the 1.6 deck service coverage ratio is um, basically saying that um, if your net operating income is $100,000 at the end of the year and your mortgage is $100,000 at the end of the year, you have a 100 debt service ratio that you, you're paying exactly your debt coverage. So most, uh, most lenders need 1.2, 1.25 or sometimes a little higher. So um, to feel safe for us and for our investors, we want to have 160% of what we what our mortgage costs us at the end of the year. So basically, if the mortgage is 10 grand a month, which is 12,000 a year, we just need to times 12,000 by 1.6, and that has to be our NOI, our net operating income. Awesome. Thank you That's for that. Great information. And Thank you. going across the nation here, 
two quick questions because everybody's saying there's no deals out there. So, so how are you finding your deals? And then you're in areas like Paducah, Kentucky, which I actually randomly know and that, <laughs> that you, uh, how do you know if you're on the wrong side of the tracks and the right school system? How do you know where you are in that particular market? Awesome. So there's a lot of information like this could be a seminar instead of a podcast. <laughs> yeah. Two, um, quick, two quick points anyway, and because these are awesome so points. I know we one of the best things to look at is to see if the, if the city's growing. So uh, a 2% year over year would be yeah. an awesome thing to see. Um, so if you can find a 2% year over year for one or even two years in a row, I think, I think that's the first way to say that you're in a good area. Schools matter. I, I think schools matter, but if you can see that track history of it growing, I think that's probably the best way to know if you're going to be successful in that area. Yeah. Um, also job, job diversification. So what kind of jobs are coming there? Like I was listening to some radio thing this morning, talk radio, and they said, I'm trying to remember. I thought that I was going to remember this city. Maybe because I'm on the spot, I forgot it. But they just said that um, a company brought, is going to be bringing in 10,000 jobs in this certain city. Oh, oh, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. And I own a bunch of houses in Youngstown, which is like 30 minutes west of Pittsburgh in, in yeah. Ohio. Yeah. So I'm, I'm hoping that ju jumps my uh, Rust Belt uh, properties up a little bit. So nice. I think... I <laughs> At any rate, um, yeah, Pittsburgh, it looks like they're bringing in a bunch of jobs right now. So when you find that stuff, it's good to get in ahead of time and say, all right, it looks like, uh, it looks like there's going to be some change here. And for every one job that that company brings in, it typically can do three to 10 other jobs depending on the income of that first company that's coming in. So if you, if you see something like Pittsburgh's bringing in 10,000 jobs, uh, in this one company, you can pretty much say maybe that's 30,000 or a hundred thousand jobs over the next few years. So that's anyway, awesome. that's great. That's great. Thank you. And marketing wise, do you, are you mailing like you would for homeowners or? No, <laughs> no. Uh, we did a lot of mail pieces and, and we are terrible at answering the phones for mail pieces. So we kind of have a big team of people throughout the country right now that find us on uh, social media marketing, free organic social media. I'll, this is a good tip. This is a great tip actually. And I, and I don't know why I'm sharing this, but I think it'll help a lot of people. It'll, it'll obviously hurt my company, but that's okay. Only so if what, you only got to take it though. It's that, okay. You need it's those okay. action takers out there. They're going to do it. So everybody. <laughs> that's so me. true. Yep. So true. So what you all need to do is hop on, go to the markets that you want to go to, right? Envision where do you want to be? And then uh, put, then join all the Facebook groups in that area, in that city. So Dallas or whatever, you, wherever you want to be, Paducah, Tech, uh, Kentucky. Okay. Uh, so join all the Facebook groups in that area. Join all of the um, people that are around there and then start telling them what you do. And, but, Actually, I reverse that. Start asking them what they do. Ask them how, can, how you can help them. But by that, you'll like, they're going to ask you. It's, re it's reciprocal. They're going to ask you, you know, what do you do? And you say, oh, I just buy apartments. And they're like, what? Yeah. <laughs> and so then you just kind of get into it. And they're like, I'll find you a deal. So as, as we kind of keep doing that, and we just let people know we just want it, if it's off market, I mean, maybe in our office, there's nine people, but like, how many people are 
are sincerely trying to make Blue Spruce successful uh, is innumerable. Like there's, they're all over the place right now. And, and it's because of, uh, it's a large campaign on social media through, through Facebook, through bigger pockets, through, um, going on Craigslist and just being everywhere in their area. And then they kind of look at you. I've had people because of this, um, that I all of a sudden, and this has happened at least three times. I'm talking to somebody and they're like, wow, you're out in Denver. It sounds like you're doing big things. You got to, I, I got this really good connection for you. I can tell you who you need to talk to out there. This is the biggest company throughout all of Denver, which we're not, which we are, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> and then they, and then they're like, yeah, it's, it's called Blue Spruce. Have you heard of them? And I'm like, yep, yep. And <laughs> so anyway, um, that's, that's that hopefully a lot of people that if they're the type of person that are action takers, yeah. get out there, join bigger pockets, all the Facebook groups in the areas where you want to be and start answering questions, responding to people. And you'll turn into this expert where I don't have to call any brokers and I have five or six, eight caps that I'm looking at right now. And every other apartment investor that I talk to say, you can't find them. So that is amazing pieces of information right there. People rewind or hit the back button, whatever, whatever contraption we need to do on computers these days and listen to what Adam just said. Like that was golden. Like, and if we're going to really put you on the spot, cause that was like awesome advice. But if you were a brand new real estate investor today, and you might even be able to use, I mean, you could definitely use the same advice there, but what's an actual step you would take today to get started in real estate? Maybe if this was the first podcast they listened to and, and what would be something you would do? I mean, social media is great for a brand new real estate investor, but I'd say do more than one thing. Uh, go to your local meetup groups and it's important. It's really very important to know that when you're networking with people, it doesn't really matter what you do when you're shaking hands and talking to somebody. It really doesn't matter what you have done, what you haven't done, what you can do forget about yourself for a while and just ask a lot of questions get to know somebody on a deeper level if you have a hundred cards at the end of the day and none of them know your name that's not going to do you any good but if you have two cards and they both are like that adam he's a real good guy because i spent the time to to get involved and to understand that you're from hawaii you know that you know all of this kind of stuff like when that happens a connection happens when you understand somebody a connection happens and it doesn't matter how successful I am or what I have done or what I haven't done. Maybe you'll want to work with me. Maybe we'll say, Hey, let's see if Adam has another eight cap. Let's partner up on it or whatever, you know, because we have something a little bit more than uh, me just trying to say, you know, I can buy apartments or whatever. Again, two ears, one mouth, use them accordingly. When you talk to people, ask a lot of questions, get to know them. And you'll be able to probably have, they'll say something and you can just like strike. And by strike, I don't mean a negative thing. Like you can, so you can say, hey, let me help you with that. You're having a problem with this. What can I do? And be sincere about it. So I would do a lot of stuff, social media and in person, but I would spend more time um, understanding somebody who they are uh, so that you can have a real relationship with them. So that's great. 
Thank you. Nice. Yeah, that's amazing. Wow. So, a few more questions before we let you go. Do, okay, you okay. have, do you have a morning routine? Uh, I usually get my kids. I, I wake up about, I, I snooze at, I, I, sorry, my phone came, uh, somebody was calling me. Okay. I snooze at 645. I snooze again at seven. I get out of bed stressed at 715. And then I wake up my kids, give them some food, put some snacks in their bag, send them off at 801. They're on the, they're on the bus and I'm driving down the hill. I live in Conifer, which is in the mountains of, of, uh, Denver. Uh, well, not of Denver, but Colorado. I'll drive, I'll drive to the office. I usually get here about nine and it's just, it's just talking to my team. There's no real good morning. Everybody reads and prays and, and meditates. I just like, I, I, I snooze and snooze and snooze and then rush to work, but uh, I do it happily. (laughs) Good. Well, happily is the key, right? So your mind's right. And the thing is, that is a great morning routine. You get to take your kids to school or yeah. you get to like get have out. that time with them. And that's amazing. That's yeah. amazing. What are some words you live by? I didn't see that on your thing yet. <laughs> words I live by? Uh, it, it, it is persistence and determination are omnipotent. So when, when I got my only tattoo... Uh, it's a symbol from Maori, a symbol from Hawaii, and a symbol from, uh, from Tonga. And one of them means persistence, one means determination, the other one means uh, endless potential or omnipotence. So I live by that. That's great. Nice. That's great. great words. And where can people reach out and say hello to you? Uh, I am on Bigger Pockets. I'm not too active. You can find me on Facebook, Adam Triple A Adams. It's spelled out. Uh, randomly. Um, and then on regular social media, it's AAA, but AAA invests, AAA invests. Uh, you can find that like on Instagram and all that kind of stuff. Or if you want to send me a personal email, Adam at real, like real estate, blue spruce, the real blue spruce.com. So Perfect. I'm actually going to yeah. take that question one more step further. Cause I know you have a brokerage and I know you have a um, you're also a, a hard money lender so if there are other investors out there that are looking for hard money first what states do you lend in and how can uh, they well, you for that or maybe what's what site would show where they where they yes. lend so you don't have the list okay <clears throat> so for the hard money lending company that's the newest one and so there's not a site yet uh, but John Beasley runs the hard money lending company and you can reach out to him at John at real Uh, for now, I mean, we can lend nationally technically, but I'd rather just do Denver Metro for 2018, all throughout 2018, Denver Metro only. Um, but after that, we'll hopefully be a little bit bigger. Bruce.com. Uh, and I'm trying to think what else. Yeah. Yeah. Just one more time. We lost you there for a second. Oh, sorry. John at real blue spruce.com real like real estate, blue, the color and spruce, the tree. Well, this has been hugely inspirational. Yes. Awesome. Everything you're doing. Thank you so much for coming on. It's just, thank you guys. Thank you. Yeah, congratulations yeah. on all your successes. I can't wait to talk to you again in the future to see where all your companies have gone That's to. Great. So thank you so much. Great. Thanks for your dice this time. We'll see you later.
See you later. Bye. Bye. So this is the REI Foundation podcast with Jason and Peely. Thank you again to Adam and thank you again to everyone out there for listening. We're so grateful. Talk to you later. Bye now. Bye. Thanks for tuning into the REI Foundation podcast. Check back next time for more awesome tips and strategies to launch your new you in real estate.